Yo. Hey, what's going on? Dude, so good to see you. Me too. How's it going? I am good. I love the background. Thanks. I can I can take it off if it's better. No, I dig it. I love it. Cool, cool. What's going on? Not much. I was so uh happy to see um the uh the announcement when you put out for the 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 clothing line. Yeah, yeah. Um it's been a shit ton of work and you know, crazy, but it's good. Right, but you've been thinking about it for a while. I remember we talked about it. Yeah, yeah. It's been on the, it's sort, certainly been, it was a back burner item, obviously, but it's certainly been something in the making for a long time. And mm-hmm. then who would have figured this would have launched during a pandemic, right? But yeah. um, it's good. I mean, it's a lot of, it's just, again, it's a lot of work because we're trying to be, you know, we're, for where we're setting our sights on, it's just going to require, a ton of um refinement and um just a lot of work a lot of uh what 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 do you mean like what are you setting your sights on i mean we just want to be a a very reputable and um well-known brand you know based in our the social justice aspect of what we do that's a primary part of it yeah um and the and the um you know, and then the concept of having these athletes, you know, and as, as obviously role models, um, and, and faces of the brand. Um, so we, we just really, we think there's a really remarkable opportunity. Um, when we identified this white space in the, in the market, um, you know, we thought, you know, geez, you know, Gen Z, there's a, there's an opening there for us to really kind of, uh, capture, from a business perspective, but then there's obviously this, this, um, uh, this philanthropic component of what we're doing, mm-hmm. um, that is unique within itself. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's, it's, you know, it's part of our business model. So, you know, we just, we just want to, I, you know, me, I'm, I'm one of those instant gratification people, right? Mm-hmm. Like I want to I see good results right away. I want, I want to see, things like popping so when anything goes wrong or it's not perfect i'm like this is horrible right (laughs) you know but it's just a part of it's a part of it's a part of businesses it's a part of the process of becoming a great business right Right. and so right there's like a slow there's a there's a slow burn to it yes yes Mm -hmm. and so um you know when you're as an athlete I, i obviously recognize this right like i'm not like even even as i'm doing the mma stuff right like every day is a reminder to me you're not good at this you suck right right Right. and it's a good thing because every day i come in with the humility that i need and the open open mind to learn more right and so and anything that i gain that i deem oh i was you know i was, was successful yeah. It's really, it's, you know what, it's really not because <laughs> right. always somebody better, right? always more to learn. And so, you know, it, you get that in sport, right? You yeah. get that. Okay. I'm not going to be a world champion tomorrow, but I, right. for some reason it didn't translate into business. So I'm like, you know, I want everything perfect right away. And mm-hmm. it just doesn't work that way. <laughs> right. Well, and especially like when you were so great at the thing that you were doing at such a high level, Right. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. you know, the, it, it, it is challenging. I think like anybody who's like at the top of a game, which is so like rare 
yeah. to suddenly we, have to try to create something new. You're yeah. like, no, 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 no. Like, I know what yeah. that feels like over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where do I get, how do I get to that thing? You know, I think it's just, it's, it's, it's rare because not many people can relate to that feeling of being like on that level at something. Well, it's, it's ground, it's starting at ground zero, right? right. Like, and I, and I forget, you forget when you get there sometimes, at least I did, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you do or other people do, but I certainly just sort of lost touch of, in the, you know, of the fact that I wasn't always at this level of, of rugby, right? It right. Took, you know, it took many years to get to that place and a lot of headaches and a lot of failures. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, that's what makes, that's what makes the journey, right? Going yeah. through the failures, you know, it's the triumphs and the tribulations. And right. it's, it's the, it's the sum total of those things that makes it all worth it far more than the destination, right? Yeah. I mean, you reach your destination as an athlete, you're like, okay, I'm one of the top people or people regard me as one of the top people in the world. You don't really feel any different than you did when you weren't, right. you know, it's just, okay, I've learned more, I'm more, you know, I'm, I have a few more accomplishments, I know a little bit more about what I know and what I don't know. Yeah. And I'm in a position where I can maybe help someone else, right? Right. But, you know, it's, it's just, uh, so the thing that makes the difference is that journey getting to that place, the, the, right. the things that are really meaningful. Um, and so these are the moments, right? It's, yeah. the, it's, it's, that, it's that little low, it's everything that happens between those two those two high spots, right? Right. Well, it's almost like, you know, you know, that comes almost like with like wisdom and like age a little bit, because when you're young and you're like playing a sport or whatever it is you're doing, it's just happening. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's happening. Then all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, I'm amazing at this thing. And you, and it's like, you almost have to like get to the other side of that to look back and be like, oh, the best parts of that weren't being the great one. It was about getting there. But you can't, well, but when you're in it, it's just like, yeah. you're just like, especially when you're, like I said, when you're young, you're just like, oh my God, it's all happening. Right. Yeah. You yeah. think everything is so glamorous. And, yeah. and like, I look at, even I would look at like in business, you look at athletes, you think that's glamorous. Like I personally, even now I question, I'm like, I don't understand why I was, you know, inducted. <laughs> Sometimes I think, why was I inducted to the World Rugby Hall of Fame? Because mm-hmm. I don't feel, yeah, I was, you know, I was dominant on the pitch. I felt like, okay, in the moment, so confident yeah. that, yeah, I can take on anyone, but that's how athletes feel anyway, whether right. you're great or whether you're not. Right. And so it's like, when you're going through it, you don't really, at least I didn't. Uh, and I wish I, I'm trying to get that, that mentality that Michael Jordan had, or at least mm-hmm. the, the talk that he would, uh, you know, that, that, that trash talk that he would do with other two other people. Yeah. Like even, but even with him, right. He, although he was the best, you know, and, and probably best in my opinion of all time in basketball, no offense to LeBron. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still, he always tried to be better. He always mm-hmm. had a, you know, a day that, our game that didn't go his way, whether it was due to food poisoning, whether it was just having an off game. So there was always this, this, this opportunity to be better. And I think as long as that's just part of the, that's what taunts, I feel like the human uh, perfection is that you'll never really reach that perfect place. Well, we've talked about this a lot. I've talked about this with so many people is like, it's super like American to like stigmatize failure yeah yeah right? and like it has to happen like that's what it is i remember reading this book and like it was almost like we should be celebrating the small business owners 
who are going to try and fail and try and fail because without right. them, we're not going to get the new exciting things. No, no. Um, because that's, that's how the game's played for real. It is, it mm-hmm. is, you know? And so it's, 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 I don't know. It's been the story of my life when people say you can't win, you won't win, you yeah. know, or you, you can't do this. It's always fueled my fire or yeah. say no to me all outright. Like, yeah, we don't believe in this. You yeah. know, it's like, okay, then you know what? I believe in it. So I'm just going to like self-make. And that's, right. that's essentially what it, what well, happens. Is, well, that's how we met. Yeah. <laughs> you were like in the, in the it's process true. of like, like t- taking the reins on like a new right. thing for right. anyone listening. Like, I'll for anyone listening, I'll like point it out. So Pedro and I were actually like, you know, we, we didn't know each other in like, I think it was like five or six years ago, but um, I got a call from my aunt who's in Orlando <laughs> and she was like, Oh, you know, we have this woman staying at our house and, <laughs> and she's training to try out for the Olympic bobsled team. And we decided to like offer a place for her to stay for a month down here. But she says that she trains at this. Well, you gotta, you gotta tell how that relationship. So your (laughs) mother is one of the BFFs with, with Deb Inger, Deb Uh Inger, right? Uh And so Deb was like, I think I got some, Deb was at the gym that I was uh, managing this CrossFit gym Uh in, in, in Nyack. And so yeah. Deb is like, when I, when I was like, oh, I'm going to do this and I need to go to Florida and work with, you know, this guy, this right. awesome world-class coach, yeah. uh, Brooks, Brooks Johnson, actually. She goes, oh, let me check with my friend Molly down in uh, Orlando and see if they got a space. Right. So you got <laughs> Orthodox Jewish It's such a Motley crew, right? Like yeah. hanging out with this lesbian black chick. Uh, it's yeah. just crazy. And then she right. calls up your aunt. Right. So that, yeah. So then she calls up my aunt Molly and is like, hey, like, can, can my friend Phaedra stay at your house? You're down there. And, yeah. you know, my, my aunt contacts me being like, oh, you know, we've got this woman staying here. She's yeah. a real badass. Like she's training for the bobsled <laughs> team. She played rugby. You know, she's like got all her like supplements here and everything and like training hard. <laughs> um, she said that she like trains or used to train in Brooklyn or like knows some people in Brooklyn. Like you guys should connect. And that's when we connected the dots that oh my God. you had been training out of CrossFit Virtuosity, which is at that yes. point where I was like in the coaching program becoming a coach there. Yes. And then, you know, we met up and like we vibed a little bit and you took me to some awesome like um, uh, Olympic athlete event. And that's where I think we met for the first time and, and, and chilled a little bit. Um, but it was just so funny that that's how we connected through my aunt in Florida. Yeah. While you were training for the Olympic bobsled team. Yeah. But I think that but but whether however it turned out, it right. was still just like, you know, to me, this is like who you are, where you're like, yeah. Hey, I was really great at this one thing and I'm totally content dipping my toe or maybe even my whole foot into yeah. a lot of other things and seeing where, you know, what I can get out of it. Well, I think, yeah, you're right. And I knew going in, like every, most of the things I've gone into, like ugh, my chances of succeeding at this are probably 10%, yeah. 20%. But you know what? By the time I'm done, I'm going to push that 20% to at least 60 or 70%, right? Yeah. And so, if not better. And so, you know, it's, it's like you say, it's just this American perception of failure, right? right. Uh, it's, it's just, um, it's the best thing that can really happen to us because that's, that's fuel and, and fire to be successful. 
Well, I mean, that's why I always say like, you know, like it's almost hypnotizing for me. Like if I walk by like a skate park and I watch skateboarders, yeah. watching them yeah. because they're, it's over and over. They're like yeah. fall and fall and fall and fall and yeah. fall and fall. Try, try, fall, fall. And then they finally hit one. They're like, okay, got it. Now I'm going to go fall somewhere else. And that embodies it in like this very short time. You can sit there and watch for 30 minutes and you see like the process yeah. unfold in yeah. like a really beautiful way. It's crazy. Right. I was, I was on Instagram, which I like sporadically go on and I should mm-hmm. be much better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will be better. I promise <laughs> I will be better. Mm-hmm. But I was watching one of our ambassadors for PSK Collective, um, mm-hmm. Hannah Roberts, 18 mm-hmm. year old, you know, BMXer. And she's, she posted this video and it was of nothing, it, nothing more than like falls and failures. It yeah. was just, I watched the entire thing. There was not a single like take of her sticking the landing. She would fall and wipe out. I'm like, what the heck? Like, right. this this chick is tough because she's right. going up in the air with this bike and many times disconnecting from the bike midair, right? Yeah. And falling to a very hard surface and getting up, right? right. So it's just, it's just crazy. That's the, that's the story of athletes. Right. It's, it's so many failures. So I wonder, many failures. I, I, I wonder if di- Instagram uh, does a disservice to this as well. Like this is one of those rare situations where somebody's showing themselves falling, but often Instagram is only capturing like right. the best and like, like yes. the perfect. So people are like, yeah. well, if I can't do it that way, then like, then I'm not, then I shouldn't do it. You know, like, no, do you know, have any idea how many takes it took for that person to like nail that image or that right. video the way that they wanted it to. Right. You know, right. And that was the beauty it's, of like, again, insane. like I remember going into like old skate, I never skateboarded, but like, I love like skate culture and surf culture. And I would like, I, I liked wearing the clothing. And, but when you went yeah. into like a skate shop, they often had like videos playing of skateboarders and those old like VHS tapes. I remember yeah. watching and like, it wasn't just the successes. You were watching those guys fall in the videos. Yes. Right. Falling. Right. Yeah. That's it. You know, and, and people don't see that though. They, they yeah. don't see the ugly, um, painful parts of, of, um, of the part process. They just right. see the glamour. And so right. it's that's like, it's like, oh, it's like, oh, if you tried out for the bobsled team and you didn't make it, people in America are like, oh, well, yeah, <laughs> well why did you do that? Yeah. Like, people who are in the know are like, yo, yeah. good on you for like really giving it a go and putting yourself out there because I mean, you could, I'd love for you to tell the story because you did it. You tried out and everything, right? Like the whole, yeah, yeah. The whole I mean, show I, happened. I, yeah, I dedicated about a 14 to 16 months of my life just working and training for bobsledding. And I had a rugby teammate who mm. had gone and switched codes and gone into bobsled too, um, Ida Bernstein. And so she was, she was training to be a driver and she's actually the one who like, why don't you come and try it? Um, I had been recruited by the U.S. bobsled team years ago, years back when I was actually first uh, playing with the U.S. rugby team. Mm -hmm. And I was so smitten with rugby. I just didn't, I didn't have time. I didn't have the capacity to do both. And so um, I went out like insane. I don't like cold weather, first Mm -hmm. of all. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not a big fan of it. Right. I left the Midwest to get the hell out of Dodge, you know, and it's, it's enough that we have, we've had a, you know, a couple of mild winters here in New York, but you know, I grew up in Georgia, dude, right. we like cold to us is 60 degrees, right. you know? So I'm, so first I'm, I'm, I'm like, 
in these this element of like negative 10 degrees going down a slope of i mean like this sheet of ice yeah at, at 80 to 100 miles an hour mm-hmm. and you know i went down with with ida who was a beginning beginning driver and and, so, it, and 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 when in in this event that you were trying out for it was not the four person bobsled it's the two person bobsled this two right okay okay right so our this is the most memorable thing um and the funniest thing is you know Ida had crashed every driver crashes the best drivers crash so this is not in any way an insult to Ida I trusted her and I trusted in just I trusted in the universe that it would protect us if we did crash <laughs> so there are a couple of people that had you know gotten hurt from crashing and I'm like well you're gonna get hurt from crashing possibly you're going fast and you're you know flipping over so I knew the risk that I was taking and it wasn't because it was Ida. Mm-hmm. So, but we go down, we go down the, we go down the track, we make this run and we're, I think we're actually going pretty fast. My head is tucked between my legs and you know, I can't see anything. <laughs> I'm just like feeling the bumps and, and saying, I don't know why I'm doing this. Right. Um, and so suddenly something doesn't feel right. It's something, I heard something that didn't sound right. <laughs> and, then I, next thing I knew, I was upside down. And I'm like, okay, I got to hold myself in this thing. We had flipped. And I felt us flip and go up. And then the, 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 uh, the bobsled started going back down. Or, or we were going down or something. Mm-hmm. We were in a curve. But anyway, it went in reverse mm-hmm. for a good 10, 15 seconds. Wow. So I'm like, oh, is this supposed to happen? And finally, we come to a stop. Ida's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. So the paramedics are right on the site, dude. It's like crazy, <laughs> he is right there because people get concussed, they get, you know, they get hurt. Yeah. And so they flip us back over, get out of the sled. Um, they're like <laughs> checking us out, like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, that was actually not that bad. You know, like, you know, it, apparently it was a really bad crash. <laughs> right. So right. we go back up they're, to they're, the- They're like, they're like uh, Phaedra, you're not even in the bobsled, you were thrown from it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 we're in a ski lift, not the bobsled going back. Like, oh, okay. So anyway, I go back up to like the, the, the start of the, you know, the start of the track and into the, the clubhouse, I guess that's what it was referred to. Uh-huh. And there's all these, you know, these are Olympians. These are like all the top bobsledders. And someone was like, yo, someone just crashed. And um, they're like, yeah, who, who crashed? Uh-huh. And there was this guy standing next to me uh-huh. and he goes like at me. And, uh-huh. I, and the, how he knew it was me was that uh-huh. I had freaking ice in my dreadlocks like, <laughs> I didn't even know I had like, so, <laughs> like okay this is cool this is cool so yeah that wow. was uh that was crazy that was well crazy. I, re- I well I remember when you kind of int- explained it to me you were like you know there's only two spots and I think yeah. one of the spots had already been picked so you're yeah. basically like there's yeah. one yeah. spot to get yeah yeah um which I mean I like that is like real ambition being like there's one spot and I'm going like, to like give it all to go against, for. And I'm going against these USA track and field like Olympians, like who en- Lauren who en- Williams. Lauren, who, yeah, people like Lauren Williams. Who ended up getting uh, it? Um, so the two uh, pushers, which was what a uh, brakeman is what they call us, um, are, were Asia Evans, uh-huh. um, who 
could have been an Olympic, um, you know, uh, a track and field athlete. She chose bobsled. Uh-huh. And um, Lauren Williams, like the, I think she won gold at two events back in 2012, right. like track and track and field. Like these were the two people that deservingly got it. Oh, oh yeah. I think um, there's actually, I think there were three, there were three um, sleds. And I think Lolo Jones got the third one as a brakeman. So you're talking about Olympic level sprinters and runners, right. which wasn't me, you know, right. not to mention, like, I needed a ton more, I mean, a ton more time. I definitely had the ingredients to mm-hmm. be able to run at the, yeah. at the pace that these women did, but I hadn't been running track all my life. So I right. needed several years of development to get there. Right. Um, I didn't have enough time. Right. so but it was awesome I mean it well, was a great experience well either way you like got out there and did it especially like in like a winter yeah, sport you exactly, know like exactly. I always say too the winter sports are exceptionally more dangerous yep. than the summer sports it's like yep. every winter sport can kill you yeah and like right? in the in the summer sports I'm like I don't know a couple yeah. I don't know pick I don't know yeah. Most of the winter sports especially can kill you. Curling, especially yeah. curling. Especially curling. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Those guys go hard. <laughs> I respect it. I'd love to do that. Yeah. But uh, the, the thing that I, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say it was, it was worth it for just the simple fact that um, I was, that was the start of me knowing who Asia Evans was, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, good or bad, like I, we met there and whether she thought I was a terrible athlete because I was, you know, I crashed and um, wasn't, definitely wasn't one of the top brakemen is irrelevant because fast forward, now she's one of the ambassadors for the collective, right? One of our like hardcore kick-ass people. And so it's, it's awesome. You well, know, it was, argue- it was worth it. Yeah, well, that's the other argument for taking risks and putting yourself out there because you're right. like, people are looking like, oh, well, if I don't make the bobsled team or whatever, then it's all over, so I'm yeah. not worth yeah. doing it. But you're yeah. like, yeah, but if you get out there, you don't know what the human connections or the physical connections are going to turn into exactly. down the road. Everything affects you and moves with you as you go along. Dude, coming into, you know, the, 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 your, your gym, right? And not knowing, right? Right after I retired, I started doing your stuff, right? Yeah. I started coming in to do the movement stuff. And I didn't know, I'm like, I just want to be more flexible. I just want to change up my training. Yeah. And it was actually, I love lifting weights, as you know. Oh, right? I know. Um, yeah. I love lifting weights, but I actually love this stuff yeah. so much more, right? And so, and it's led me to, you know, MMA. It's I see the the correlation in what we were doing and the yeah. jujitsu, right? Yeah. Like it's yeah. all jujitsu movement, break dancing. Yeah, they're all on that same continuum. You yeah, know? and so it's you just don't know where things are going to lead you. You know, right? It's the openness that like yeah. at least allows you to like start seeing some doors and windows to like open yes. and jump through. Right? If you're like not out there, <laughs> nothing nothing's going to happen. Right. 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 You've got to take that leap though. That's the yeah. thing. Well, one of my favorite things, like I always think about like all the time you and I got to spend together at the gym because, you know, we can't talk yeah. about the things we talked about. Though. No, 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 no. We're ta- talking, talking. <laughs> kids' parents are going to see this podcast. So we'll just keep that to ourselves. On yeah. Stuff. But I always looked forward to our, to you coming because you and I had always like so much fun 
together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that was like the best part. And like, I think that anybody watching, like probably like if they couldn't hear us talking, thought we were like this like bizarre, like odd couple in there, like jamming and vibing. Yeah. We're supposed, to, we're supposed to dress up like you're going to dress up like the female and I'm going to dress up like a male for Halloween. Then we're going to go around as a couple. Really yeah. Me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 But we had like, I don't know. I feel like you, 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 not only did we like laugh and like really get after it because you came in and we're doing some like one-on-one stuff and you were taking classes, but like you and I got yeah. to like really vibe about stuff and you actually turned me on to some things that I had never spent a lot of time investigating or thinking yeah. about. I think, it was probably on two occasions you said, I think you should read this book. You said The New Jim Crow. Ah! And you suggested it to me. <laughs> and in January, so just before the coronavirus, I read it and I finished reading it. Yeah. And it wow. really- Perfect, good timing, yeah. It was good timing, but you know, you had talked a lot about like growing up in Georgia, yeah. right? You talked a lot yeah. about being like a lesbian, in Georgia as well. Yeah. And you yep. talked about like going to college and and then suggested this book and mm-hmm. and I don't know how many different ways to say that like I was like obviously like supportive and and wanted to be an ally in things in 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 all aspects. Yeah. And even with that feeling realizing like I don't know anything. Like yeah. holy crap. And I had the same reaction to the things that you exposed me to. Like, mm-hmm. um, you actually, you exposed me. I think I knew a little bit about, you exposed me to Killer Mike. Mm-hmm. You're the one who mentioned it for the first time. And, mm-hmm. and then you, you know, you played Run the Jewels and I, I picked up on that. And then I started following and watched his Netflix show. He's one of the, like, he's, he's like one of my like favorite people. Mm-hmm. Right. So and when I listen to him, I realize how much I don't know, right? Mm. Or how much more I need to learn and to broaden my, my mind, right? Mm-hmm. How much more I need to read and mm-hmm. educate myself. So mm. it works both, it worked both ways. You benefited, mm. but I certainly benefited from a lot. Not to mention, again, I will always pay, like when I'm a world champion, mixed mm. martial artist, which I, mm. I do feel that I will be. Uh-huh. And, and, and at least I'm going to go for, I'm going to, I'm definitely going to break the barrier and, and, and be a professional. I, uh-huh. I, I won't quit until I get there. I can't And wait. I may be 70 years old, but I will get there. That's I can't realistic. wait. I may be 70 years old. <laughs> I thought you were already 80. <laughs> I am. I am. But you're not supposed to tell that. But the start of that was, was coming into your facility. That was yeah. the start. That's the, the that's my foundation. Wow. And, and and doing the work there changed a lot. It's changed so much for me and my body, yeah. um, how I think, you know, uh, I think it's been a, a, an exceptional healer for me yeah. in yeah. both physically, emotionally, and mentally. Yeah. Um, I worked out a lot of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and I know it wasn't pretty, mm-hmm. um, but it, gave, it provided sort of a platform for me to just really kind of, uh, put myself out there in a different way right even you think about bobsledding you may yeah it's different it's new but it's still very yang oriented Mm -hmm. doing the stuff we did was so yin so like it was just it was flow it was hard as hell it was the hardest thing in the world yeah but it didn't have that mm, that that i was always accustomed to right right 
Um, so yeah, I learned a ton. So. Well, I appreciate that. I like, yeah. uh, cause I, I really was like, Oh, this is just again, like we, when I thought about like our story coming together and then all of a sudden like, Oh no. And now we're like training together a little bit. I'm like, what a right, crazy right. story we're living here. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, I was just like, this is incredible. And then you, when you told me that you were uh, starting to train for mixed martial arts, what, what is that like right now? Are you training for right now? Is it happening? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, when the pandemic, when, when, when the, uh, you know, this shelter in place order um, was put, put down, um, I actually, our academy, I, obviously we, we go to competing academies and, mm-hmm. and so is your, <laughs> Uh, but um, the the academy closed on mm-hmm. like a Thursday or Friday, and I was talking to Christine, my partner. I'm like, no, you know, I need to be able to train because mm-hmm. I can't train at the academy now. But I need to get set up, and I don't, I, I don't think we want to be in the city when this all goes down. Mm-hmm. I just had a feeling, so we decided let's go to the Hamptons, East Hampton. We had a friend out here who has a very large property, um, and then that's where I am now. Mm-hmm. And I could set up my gym. I order kettlebells early on because you couldn't find kettlebells during the during like the last in the last few months, and they're still hard to find, right? I've got all my gym equipment that I knew I would need. Mm-hmm. Um, I ordered mats mm-hmm. um, so that I could roll. I ordered a, a a bag, heavy bag to do my kicking. And I just set it up out here. I did not skip a beat. I did not miss a single day in training, right? Really? I have two days I take off a week. I didn't skip, I haven't skipped a beat since the start of this thing. Like, um, you know, I've taken some time, the days that are built into my programming off, mm-hmm. but I just didn't stop. You know, mm-hmm. I said, this is, this is, this is a crazy, but we got to just, I just went into like, you know, emergency prepare mode. And we came out here on a Sunday. I, you know, slowly my stuff came in, but I was able to do my workouts and get what I needed to get done done. I had solo drilling that was put out. John Danaher put out a a, a video. And then I was connecting with like um, Bridget, who's uh, one of my partner training partners, Black Belt at Henso's. So we were, she was doing online stuff. I was, you know, working with her. Um, I was connecting with my coaches and just mm-hmm. getting instruction from them. So I didn't skip a beat. I was actually, I started training more when mm-hmm. I was out here putting in, you know, three or four hours a day, probably over training, um, running, doing everything I needed to do um, more so than I was in the city. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, yeah, I just, it just, I did, I had to, you know, take care of myself from a body work perspective. Like I couldn't, didn't have access to massage, but I started rolling out. You know, I was stretching. I was, I actually did virtual break dancing mm-hmm. um, with uh, my strength, well, now my strength and conditioning coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and so weekly, like a couple times a week, I was doing break, doing, I've been doing break dancing. So mm-hmm. I like, um, I didn't stop. And then this clothing line came up, you know, like we were at a point where we were going to launch this summer. Mm-hmm. And my partner, uh, Zara, was like, well, do we, do we launch? Do we, um, I'm sorry, Cheeto was chewing on something. Mm-hmm. Do we launch? <laughs> do we launch? Do we not? Um, and I said, yeah, you know, let's do it. And so we decided to launch. So it's just been nonstop, nonstop. So, so have you gotten to a point where you're... Hello. Oh. <laughs> She's all dog. grown up now. She's big. Oh, my yes. gosh. 
I've got, pounds. I've got pictures of her when she was like four pounds. I know. I should send you some of those. You got the best I, pictures. I got her. some good photos of her in the gym. Yeah, you did. Yeah, um, you did. So are you at a point now, do you have, have you started to do any training like in person with anybody? Have you like, I know that like there have been certain situations where it's almost like people are like getting together in like little training pods and doing yeah. some jujitsu and shit like that. Yep. So yes, I, um, I, I've started training with, uh, V also known as, I call him V, but Bureau Bureau. Mm-hmm. First and last name is Bureau Bureau. Uh-huh. He is, a uh, he's a, he's a blue belt at, out of Henso's, but he does a lot of my body work, right? He's exceptional. He's incredible. Um, and he's doing my strength and conditioning now too. So he and his wife come out here. They've been coming out here for, I don't know, maybe two months now. Mm-hmm. And they're here for five days, mm-hmm. about a week. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. roll, we roll. He's got a really strong background in Muay Thai. So yeah. we, we do Muay Thai training. Um, my main coach, Elijah Clark from Muay Thai, will, they're very good. He's very close to V. So he gives him, you know, what, what I need to do for the week and we go through it. So yeah, I've been able to train and, and roll with them. And mm-hmm. um, pretty soon I'll be, you know, I think I'll be back in the academy because there, there was clearance for gyms to open back up. So I'll be able to train um, a bit more with my entire team. And you feel, and you feel like you, you, like you're comfortable going into the academy and everything the way things are now? Um, I am as long as, um, I don't know how I feel about classes just yeah. yet. Yeah. Um, uh, I think we're doing one-on-one and minimizing the, the number of people I'm exposed to yeah. is I'm comfortable with. Yeah. But I'm like, you know, I, I can feel it in your voice. I don't know if I want to go in full force in classes. I, I had this discussion a little bit earlier today just because it's, I mean, this, this thing's not going to go away. It's not going to go away until there's a vaccine and somebody's going to come in there with it. And it's, I'm not, I mean, I'm worried about myself a little bit, but I'm more concerned about the p- other people that I'm around, right? My right. partner, if I decide to drive down to Georgia, I can't put my parents, you right. know, in, in, in jeopardy of, of contracting this. Yeah. So um, I'm a little bit concerned, but I, I'm also setting up a, um, a gym out in New Jersey at the, at my a renovated home. So I'll be able to train out there too. So I mean, I'm, we're patching it together to make it yeah. work. Right. Um, have you, have they told you when they're going to open in the city? No, I just know that the, I think the, um, not Cuomo, but de Blasio um, uh, has, has issued like a, uh, August 24th as a opening date or mm-hmm. start date for gyms to open. And I, I know that at Henso Gracie's, or at least at all gyms, you can only bring in like 30% of mm-hmm. your capacity at a time. So it's going to take a little while for the, the staff there to put it together sort of the protocols and procedures and get everything set up god these places it's are crazy. struggling these places are struggling like yes i mean i told you we decided to like give up our lease and everything because but, it was like i mean that's smart but yeah we did we, we did it back in may but we had like we had obviously we had options but it's like the landlord was like hey like you cannot pay us now but you're gonna have to pay us back later Right. And, right. and I was in your, I was thinking exactly the way you are. I was like, this is not going anywhere. 
And when we open, it's going to yeah. be like limited capacity. How many months is this going to be? And yeah. when people, when it, when it opens or people like you even just said, like you would go in, but you wouldn't want to necessarily take class right out of the gate. So I'm like, right. what right. does that look like? I'm like, are there going to be three yeah. people in here? And I think a lot of these places, like it's not over for like the, the closings. I think they're going to continue sure. to be in because even the 30% is going to be enough to cause problems for people. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's just, and, and, you know, like the cleaning procedures and protocols are going to be, have to be um, in like off the chain, right? Because you're in, I mean, first of all, it's not like you're going in and lifting weights and you can just wipe down the dumbbell and the kettlebell. Like we're exchanging body fluids on those yeah. mats. Yeah. And so you're already at risk because of that. Are we going to wear a face? And I, and I think one of the rules is that you have to wear a mask yeah. in, the, in the gym. So it's going to be really interesting to see what people develop and come out with. They're going to come out with like these, these um, like ski masks with the nose covered, but neoprene yeah. for like rolling, because that's yeah. essentially what, um, you know, but you're still ex exchanging body fluids and coming in, you know, at risk. So it's, it's just, it's such know. a shame. I miss it so much. Right. Yeah. You know, I was, I, I try to explain to people that like, there's like, an intimacy in jujitsu that you don't really yes. get anywhere else. And it's no. this like really amazing feeling of being with people. Yeah. You know, it's, it sounds ridiculous, but I, I I've been watching on, on Netflix. There's this documentary series called unwell. It's kind of talking about different fad, like health wellness things. Yeah. Right. And one of them is like tantric, like tantric sex or tantra yeah. or whatever, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, the Westernization of it is like, obviously just like people just want to go out and be like free to be you and me. And we all just get naked and like everybody has sex with each other. When I guess like in like where it's derived from, like, that's not the case at all. It's a much more like, I, I don't know. It's, it's a headier process than a more of like, than a physical process. Yeah. They talk a lot about like the human connection and as they're, as they're describing this thing and like what the value of it and like the intimacy and all these things, I'm like, God, it sounds like they're talking about jujitsu right because it there's is. something about like being with people in that way that you don't get and i mean you were on a team playing rugby where like yeah the camaraderie camaraderie is a real right. thing but there's something about jujitsu that is just like you Listen. feel so deeply connected with people the in, like, because so you much are so connected to them i mean you're like <clears throat> literally it's you know like sex positions with a stranger within like two minutes of starting Mm -hmm. Really, right? You, I look at it, and it's like, but it's nothing. But, but the crazy thing is, it's not like that, right? Mm -hmm. It's just it, you. If you're looking at it, you're like, whoa. Mm -hmm. But the reality of it is that you are so, I don't know, you're so connected to the other person too, because you have to feel everything that they're doing, right? So that mm -hmm. you can and you anticipate, so that you can strategize and you know block it or make your move so that you're evading whatever it is they're trying to do to you. So you are so connected. You are mm -hmm. so connected. And mm -hmm. yeah, like you say, playing rugby, uh, we roughed and we would tackle and we would end up, you know, in a ruck at the bottom of a ruck many times where yeah. people are piled up on you, but you yeah. get up in, within a few seconds and run away. Yeah. yeah? I, I wrote a blog about this, but Marcelo, you know, I don't know how, uh, Henzo does it, but at Marcelo's, they would do like a twice a year, like a belt promotion thing where the yeah. whole school kind of comes together. And he always gives these speeches okay. and he was like, you know, I, my favorite thing about jujitsu 
isn't like the success of like my, uh, my accomplishments in the gym and like all those things are great. But he's like, what I love about it the most is that it makes you better at being with people. Yeah. And I'm like, that's what, this is the, that's the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you get so comfortable, like being close to people that like is, right. is, is growing f- less and less common in our society. Right. right. And right. that's, that's the, the, yeah. that's the beauty or at least one of them, but right. like, really that's a thing. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's so true. And you know, I love rugby. I will always love rugby. It's great, <laughs> but I absolutely. I cannot, I will not play rugby. Um, until my dying day. Mm-hmm. I could do this till the day I die, right? Uh-huh. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's in, for all the reasons, right? I walk in um, into that place, you know, fired up and crazy, and I walk out a completely different person. And it's it's all due to, obviously, the act of doing jiu-jitsu, but it's also the the... the, the the intangibles that I, I don't even realize, right? Like the, the mystery with like other the, people. The, yeah, right. Yeah. Like, right. like it, it's, it's right. really bringing you in almost like a, a different state of consciousness. It is. It really is. Mm-hmm. It's so euphoric. It's yeah. incredible. It's incredible. So, so. so when, when do you think you'll, you'll have a fight, even if it's not professional? Yeah. I'm going to start out with a few amateur fights, you know, obviously to get some experience and I'm hoping I, t- I told my coach Black Rob, my coach is, can you imagine, my coach's name is Black Rob. I don't know if you've heard of Black Rob, but if you are, <laughs> Black Rob is a person. He is a character, let uh-huh. me tell you. Um, and he's, he's actually one of the most knowledgeable black belts at, the, at Henso's. So yeah. he is uh, so re- re- well respected. But I, st- I told him, listen, I want to fight this year. So... Mm-hmm. I think we're tentatively eyeballing like December. Uh Um, And I've talked to, I've got my nutritionist. I don't know if you know or heard of him, George Lockhart. He's Uh like, he's the dude. Uh Um, And so we're working on doing a, you know, mock weight cut and Uh all of that. So yeah, hoping by the end of the the last month of the year Uh to really like, you know, end the year well and kick off 2021 like with a bang. So would it be like a, when it's an amateur fight, would it be like local, like New York, New Jersey, or is there some, do you guys have another vision? We haven't talked about it. Um, I'm kind of leaving that up to Rob to decide um, because he's so well connected. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm assuming we're going to do New York Mm -hmm. because he doesn't like to travel. (laughs) So (laughs) Um, and I don't think that would be an advisable thing now anyway. So I'm guessing we're going to do something in the tri-state area. Uh-huh. Pretty close. Um, yeah. So. Well, listen, I hope that it's a time where I can come and watch that because that sounds know, right? amazing. Because I, I would not want to be punched by you. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> that would be a rough ride. Well, thank you. Yeah. I take that yeah. as a compliment. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, listen, like for, you know, I, you know, you and I have like played these games, like movement games together. I know yeah. how strong you are. You know what I mean? Like, you know, <laughs> you're like a, you know, what is it you said? It's like one of two women in the Rugby Hall of Fame. One of two from the U.S. Okay. There, I think when I was inducted, I was maybe the eighth or ninth. So there weren't, yeah. there aren't very many. 
Yeah. Um, certainly not enough, Leo, but yeah, yeah, I'm one of few. Well, listen, taking a shot from anybody who's in the Rugby Hall of Fame would be a rough shot as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> like that is, not, that is not the one that I want to take. Didn't you say at one point that you were being pursued by like the, like the professional wrestling industry? Like they were like scouting like rugby players or something? That may be, that may be true. I, I know that at one point I was, I was inquiring about it. I was mm-hmm. interested in it and I don't, I, maybe they were mm-hmm. um, scouting rugby. It's quite possible. That would have been amazing. Um, yeah. I would have loved right, to have seen you as a pro. What? Listen, like when, after you like win an, an, a championship in MMA, I still think there's a career in pro wrestling. Man, please. You know that they are great. They travel so much and their training is ridiculous. So, yeah. because there's, there's a, obviously there's a, the, you know, they're athletes, but there's a, a spectacle, you know, tied mm-hmm. into that. So it's, you know, it's, um, it's a little bit of a different type of training protocol. Yeah. So I don't think I, uh, I don't think I can do it. I think I, if I, once I retire from MMA, if I'm going to take up any other sport in addition to jujitsu yeah. or Muay Thai, um, I think it's going to be golf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to slow this down. Put on the slow jams. So. Oh my gosh. Oh, I cannot imagine you playing golf. That would oh be so I, great. Actually, I love it. I love golf. I Do love you play? It. I played. I, well, I won't say I play. I have uh-huh. played a handful of times in the uh-huh. last few years. Uh-huh. Uh, my dad, my dad was an avid golfer. He's still, you know, uh, wants to get out there. But and so I was exposed to it all my life um, and would oftentimes like hit balls in the yard just to uh-huh. see how high, how far I could hit them into the uh-huh. field. We had, yeah. a, we had a pea field right next to our, our yard. Uh-huh. So, but uh, I, I, I'm not really, when I put my mind to it, I'm going to really do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it well too. So. That's so <laughs> great. I love it. It's like um, rugby MMA and be like, and eh, now I'm and retiring. Go. Go. Yeah. But and I'm going to, but you're like, but I'm, I'm going to be a pro though. I'm gonna kick some butt. <laughs> <laughs> How how's your um your your nonprofit going? Nonprofit's going okay. Um, and also, can I you have, talk a little bit about it? Because uh, sure. I know that when you were describing it, it's like it's really good work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Peak Unleashed. Um, essentially, what we do is we we offer rugby and yoga right now, but we're basically helping to provide personal and physical development through these two uh, disciplines, rugby and, and yoga. And we go into a primarily um, juvenile detention facilities um, and the coaches, our team um, go in and do their work. And so right now we're doing a lot of virtual um, training and videos much mm-hmm. like a lot of these these organizations that are in the same similar space mm-hmm. um you know we, we're just creating videos 15 20 minute you know videos for them to just continue to to use right mm-hmm. um so i think what's probably most valuable to them right now is probably the yoga right mm-hmm. it's just kind of crazy so um we obviously have put the brakes on growing but I think what I'm, uh, I actually just was, was just talking to my sister. Um, I want to actually establish um, a chapter down in Georgia mm-hmm. and we're going to, we're going to, op- 
start our educational services there mm -hmm. rather than doing the the sports and and, and um the sports spent on it we're going to just start offering tutoring and educational services to low-income kids mm -hmm. and adults mm -hmm. um you know for me this whole like sort of racial uproar mm -hmm. um during this pandemic has been very eye-opening mm -hmm. and you know, I knew that the systemic racism and, and this institutionalized like disease was there. We, I mean, if you are, if you are black and you know, you know um, have half a bit of consciousness, you've felt it, you've experienced it, you know it. Mm -hmm. um, and so, I like to be sort of um, solutions oriented when dealing with those things. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, what are the two most powerful things you can give someone? You know, I think giving someone education in this, in this, um, in this country. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I mean, I guess in any, in any scenario, um, some guidance, mm -hmm. education and guidance can be mm -hmm. deadly in a good way, right? Can be absolutely um, the two tools that can help a person just soar. And so, that's why I would like to sort of sh shift the focus, but expand our offering mm -hmm. to also include some sort of educational component. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll continue to grow this thing, you know, yeah. um, as I make money on one side of it the, from the collective, mm -hmm. I'm going to, you know, use, use my profit, the little bit of profits that I get from this thing and funnel them into the nonprofit to continue to, to sort of grow it. Mm -hmm. um, grow our offering, grow our, our reach so that we, you know, really become a nationwide force. And mm -hmm. more importantly, a, um, an organization that's really making a difference um, in these kids' lives. And you, so. uh, you, like you said that with everything that's gone on in the last few months, that there were, that like, even being someone from Georgia who's black, it was still even eye-opening to you in certain ways. Yeah, what, 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 what were some what, like what are some of those things that even that even you were just like oh like that hadn't landed with me yet well i don't know if i'd say it hadn't landed with me but i just wasn't aware of just how much of this crap was still happening right and, right uh, as it pertains to pr police brutality and you know i think that's a little bit more than sort of well i guess it's racial injustice as it pertains to the 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 folks who are, you know, on the receiving end of it, but I, you know, and as it concerns police brutality, it's delivered by white officers, it's delivered by, you know, brown officers and black officers, right? It's a cultural right. thing within, and I'm not saying it's all police, but it's certainly a, there's a culture within that um, organization um, that needs needs some rehab, right? right. Um, but you know, I just didn't realize how much of it you've heard, had so many other stories that are, are coming to the surface, right? Mm -hmm. um, just, it's just mind blowing to me that mm -hmm. this is still happening. And then when you look back, right, you sometimes you, uh, for me, I, I get so caught up in the now, right? You kind of forget what's happened. And you, mm -hmm. you look back at a video from 1980, right? And it's the same thing. It's mm -hmm. like, wow, we're still we're still advocating for the same stuff. We're still mm -hmm. calling people out for the mm -hmm. same stuff. 
and I think it's just a it's a testament or not a testament, but it's a it speaks volumes about how we have sort of you know this this American America has mm-hmm. just thrown a blanket on this stuff. We've never dealt with it. We have never dealt with we we the, the sins of our past were committed. Mm-hmm. and we wanted to ignore it right we didn't mm-hmm. educate kids we haven't used it you haven't educated people properly in schools mm-hmm. on the history of our nation on the all of the things that have happened we just and i say we collectively but the folks in power right have chosen to disregard those things and 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 sh- sort of sugarcoat it mm-hmm. and i mean when i say sugarcoat it i mean like powdered sugar like white sugar you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. yeah so i'm not talking about <laughs> coconut palm sugar yeah so it's been sugar-coated in a way that you know people just didn't know i didn't realize i guess the one the biggest thing that i didn't realize is just how emotional i still am about this you Mm -hmm. know i I thought okay i'm older i know this is an issue i've gotten immune to it but it was almost like the first day someone had called me the n-word right Mm -hmm. you know um, back in June, like it was, it was like the, it was, I was, my feelings were so in flux and, um, I cried. I was angry. I went out, I tell you, uh, my partner will, will tell you when you look at the credit card bill, like I went out and like ordered all of these black lives matter t-shirts and, you know, t-shirts that supported the cause, because I think it was for the first time I just, I was actually so proud not the first time, but one of the proudest moments of being black, mm-hmm. but also one of the most enraging moments mm-hmm. of being a black person. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, it, it, it was just so many feelings for me. And mm-hmm. I'm a little bit removed from it now, but I still very feel very strongly about it. And at this point, it's all about now doing the work, right? It's mm-hmm. getting out there and combating racism and combating all of these things by empowering people that have been oppressed mm-hmm. empowering us so that we don't you know that we could play the game that we don't have to fall victim to these things right yeah. and so it's crazy you know i talked do you, do you know may lard he used to um he used to train at virtuosity and then he went and opened crossfit prospect heights probably when i see yeah. him but i don't remember by name so he played a big role in like you know speaking out against like a lot of the 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 controversy around what crossfit and crossfit hq yeah yeah was doing oh, glassman God. and everything and i think he said that he was making noise about it before glassman even spoke out because all these companies were coming out and saying hey we support black lives matter and, and this and that right. and he was like you know as a crossfit gym owner saying things almost like hey guys like where's crossfit why haven't you guys spoken up yet right and then glassman right. said his thing and it was just like you know the crossfit world blew up and he played right. a really integral role in being like somebody who was communicating with crossfit about like yeah. the 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 moves that they need to be making so much so that they flew him out to i think boulder or denver to like sit down and have like a meeting and, him yeah. and some other people who are in the community. And they said, you know, whatever their plan was, he talked about it on the podcast here, but he was saying like, you know, their plan was like, Hey, like we're going to offer scholarships to do like level one and level two certifications to people who are like come from communities where they don't have as much money and, and these types of things. Sure. And again, just speaking to my, you know, 
obvious like ignorance. I was sitting there and he's explained this to me. And I was like, oh, that sounds like they're doing something really nice. Yeah. And then he continued and he was just like, and I said to them, hey, that's great. But I think what you really need to do is have some women and some people of color on your board yeah. who are at the top. He's like, I think that yeah. like, you know, when you advertise like, you know, with Reebok or whatever it is, like, I think there need to be some women and some athletes and, and some yeah. people of color who are the athletes that are being advertised. Because mm -hmm. he's like, when I take my niece in there, she needs to see people that look like them, like will look like her. Absolutely. And when she looks at the website and sees the people who are at the top, she needs to see people that look like her so that she understands that this is something that she can aspire to. Absolutely. You got to see it to be it. Mm -hmm. And that is like, that really resonated with me, you know, yeah. that like the, the opportunities that a, a lot of other people have had just looking at like what the end of the tunnel could look like for them. Yeah. And seeing light down a lot of tunnels and realizing there are a lot of people who don't even see tunnels. There's like a tunnel. Right. 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 Tunnels. That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and that, that's the thing, like putting, putting people, BIPOC, you know, brown people um, in positions of leadership. Mm -hmm. And I don't say put like, like, like just giving it to them, but there are, there are a number, there are thousands and thousands of qualified people. That, and, and it's all about when you talk about diversity, right? I, I think about, for example, I'm, I'm on the USA Rugby Board of Directors. Mm -hmm. And when, when, um, when you, we talk about what we need to, you know, to be a better organization, because we're going through this restructuring. Mm -hmm. And we're, we look at, I look at the qualifications that they, that, that the organization has set up for people that they want to bring on to the board because they're basically repopulating the board of directors. And it's just, it's all these high caliber roles, right? Like we need someone who's the top of the top in, in finance and top of the top in legal and top of the top in marketing, top of the top, um, and, and, you know, diversity. And it's like, what, what about the, 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 what about, um, bringing in someone who's, you know, maybe not the top of the top, right? Maybe they're not the best in their profession, but they have some real life experience that they could add to this organization that can make a difference, right? There's no room for that. Um, but, you know, it, you absolutely have to, you know, um, what he recommended that CrossFit does, that's, that's outstanding, right? That's, that is the way. It's putting, it's making room at the table, right? for black people, right? So that they actually, like you said, the people that are, the kids that are at home watching can see it and know that they can be it, right? Um, and it's also just bringing in that perspective. You, you know, if you have black athletes that are out there at the CrossFit games, right? And, and, and are killing it, um, but they're not showing up in the boardroom and in these executive positions in these organizations and, and, and companies, well, what are you doing? Right. It, that, that to me, it, when you're not, when you, when you have, it, it resembles to me, um, the plantation sort of, a picture, right. Mm -hmm. Where you have the slave owners and you have the, 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 um, the, the slaves out in the fields. 
Mm-hmm. You gotta, you know, and it, I know it's a terrible, probably a terrible analogy, but that's that's what I think of when I see organizations that are using black athletes um, or black people, right? It's especially prevalent in the sports industry, you know, where these sports are using black athletes as their talent and they'll all, and it's going to continue, but they don't have them in their front offices. They don't have them in, you know, in these coaching positions. Right. Mm -hmm. So you've got to bring people into the fold Mm -hmm. um, in order to really make a difference. That's Mm -hmm. what, that's what really counts in my opinion. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm so amazed and and I feel like it's like a, 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 it's super interesting and educational on like a daily basis with this right now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 And I, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing too, that you've like utilized like what's happening to like, even take it a step further with the organization that you're running. Yeah. I mean, listen, constantly evolving. Um, that's life. Right. And, and, and sometimes it's, you know, picking things up on the fly, but if it's something that makes sense, um, and it could really service, help someone and there's a person there's a need for it then yeah let's let's try to make it happen mm-hmm. so yeah. it sound, it also reminds me of this conversation i had um, with another mutual friend of ours hudson taylor <laughs> you know That's a, i had him on here and he runs his organization athlete ally yeah. and i think you're you, yeah. you participated i'm an ambassador for athlete ally yeah, yeah man when i talked to him and he told me his story about like developing athlete ally like where it came from i don't know if you if you knew the whole story or if you remember it, I should told. know it because I was at a fundraiser where, yeah. he, where he talked about it in California. Yeah. I don't remember. It was just like, I guess he had been like, you know, educated on kind of like the, the, what the LGBTQ community was dealing with. And he was an athlete and knowing what was going on with like LGBTQ athletes. And, you know, he was a wrestler. He had, had like on his headgear and he put on his yeah. headgear something about like, you know, supporting LGBTQ rights. And it was a big thing, like in the locker room with the coach and everything. And he's like, I'm doing it. And he went out there and it became a movement that turned into his like nonprofit. And I just admired it in so many ways. But a lot of it was just that willingness to change, the willingness to be like, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I thought my, I was going to go one direction, but this thing is drawing me in this other place and look at what it's yeah. like becoming. Well, it's, it's either following your head or following your heart, right? Which to me, I think, I think in my life, it's shown the things that are in my heart and gut, gut are the actual per- things that are sort of laid out as my purpose. So mm-hmm. that's pretty awesome, you know, and, and Athlete Ally, man, they're, they're a really awesome organization. They're doing a lot of good work, um, you know, and um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, I love, I love those guys. I love them. Well, when you and Lieberman, Ann Lieberman is is one of the directors there. She's a good friend of mine. She's a, she's actually um, trains at Henso's. She's uh-huh. a Muay Thai fighter. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, it's awesome. They're awesome. Well, a couple of things before I let you go. One, um, yeah. when you get your as you like make the next steps with your, you know the the nonprofit, any way that I can help support do anything I, I i offer whatever i can you know whatever it is awesome awesome um um and more importantly not more importantly actually this is secondary that's number one number two i can't wait for us to get to roll 
and do some jujitsu. Right? Yeah, because I am going to choke the shit you out of you. You're going to try to choke me. I'm out. gonna choke Bring you. It. I'm going Yo, to choke you. Choke me. I I'm... enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, I, that's my goal. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it. Bring no, it. <laughs> I can't wait until we get wait, to roll are you one a day. I'm a blue belt. Yeah. I was, listen, I was, I had like four stripes. I was remember thinking to myself as like the new year was kind of rolling in. I was like, Hey, you know, like that new belt, that belt promotion's coming up in June or whatever. Maybe I'll be a purple belt. And then all this stuff happened. And I was like, I haven't rolled since March. Oh, wait, you're on the verge of being a purple belt. Yeah. You may choke me out, but I'm going to fight you nail and Mm -hmm. tooth. Yeah. No, no. Mm -hmm. I look forward to that. I might like that. (laughs) You so freaky. <laughs> Yo, I got a one request if you can uh-huh. before I go. Uh-huh. So listen, we we need to I need to promote this uh, one of the big partnerships and great partnerships we have with PSK Collective is with Lids. Mm-hmm. And um, they have a few, I don't know, the reach of this podcast, but mm-hmm. um, they have a, a number of their stores that are still that are opening. Few and a handful in New York City. You can go to their website, but what we need is we need people to go out and support this collective um, by buying a lids cap and getting your PSK uh, collection embroidered on your cap. So if you walk into any lid store, you say, look, I want that PSK collective hat. Mm-hmm. They'll take care of it. And 15% of the, the, proce- uh, the profits are kicked back to the Women's Sports Foundation. So everybody that's watching this can, can really kind of go out and help. You're having a really awesome cause. So, and uh-huh. Supporting a black-owned business. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Which was one of the, another eye-opening thing about watching that Killer Mike um, show. Oh, yo, how about what is it? Uh, <laughs> what is it? Blood, pop, blood, blood pop. Yeah, it was like blood pop or whatever. Yeah. Cripacola. Yeah, Cripacola. Yeah. Cripacola. Oh, and and it was real. They actually like made it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Listen. Mm-hmm. You know, we, you, I know you, what you want from this. You want the rock to see this uh-huh. and then show up in your living room to like work out, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the yeah. Rock, I want to put I the rock on some Mike. gymnastics rings. Exactly. Can yeah. you imagine that? Uh-huh. You know, now's the time. You should invite him to the show. Now's the time. He's not doing a ton. He's in quarantine, probably. That's, not, that's, actually, that's actually a pretty good idea. If there were ever a not, time he's not he doing might, a show right now, yeah, where he know? might respond. Right, right. Yeah. And I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there for Killer Mike, man. Holler uh-huh. at me. Oh man, I would I I remember when we first talked about Killer Mike, I was like, I feel like you yeah. need to connect with this guy because I was I was like, he's from yes. Georgia. You're from Georgia. I feel like there's some there's some yeah. connection there. It's close. It's close. It's close. But as soon as I connect with The Rock, I'm gonna give him your number. Actually, uh-huh. I'm gonna call you while I'm with him on FaceTime. Oh I, and then and then he'll do the rock bottom on me. You better answer my call. <laughs> yeah, you're like FaceTiming me with the, with, with, with the rock. And I'm like, I've already talked right? to Phaedra. I'm done talking to her. Uh-huh. You're like, yo, I was with awesome. the rock. Can you, can you, um, before I let you go, can you, because you mentioned the, the PSK Collective and you mentioned yes. doing the lids thing. And I forget if in the beginning you, you said like kind of like the mission statement for PSK, just so that like we repeat it one more time. Cause that's the thing that's happening. And I want to make sure it's Absolutely. like out there. Absolutely. So the mission, you know, uh, you don't want me to go into that mm-hmm. um, fully, but I'll give you the, I'll give you the, the long and short of it. Yeah. Basically, you know um, we are, we're anchored in, basically five pillars, right? We have champion athletes, diversity and inclusivity, giving back, style and value, 
and we use a ton of sustainable elements in our clothes. But we are here, right, to design to marry fashion, sports, and togetherness for a greater cause, to empower the athlete within all of us and to shift attitudes surrounding fashion and expression and to give back um, to organizations that help girls and other women along in their journey. Um, so that's a big part of what we're about. We, we are, like I said, we are inclusive, inclusivity and diversity are like at the heart of what we are about. And, um, you know, we sell a few clothes in, 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 in the interim. So. And, what, and what's the website? It's a, um, so pretty soon we have ownership of www. I know everyone always makes fun of me when I say www. So psk-collective.com. Um, probably in a week or so will be psk-collective.com. No dash. So you can try... Um, you can try both of those. Mm-hmm. Um, check out our clothes. We've sold out of a ton of stuff. We ended mm-hmm. up selling out of our rugby jerseys like same day. So really? those will be restocked. Well, let, soon. Me, let me know when those are back in because that's what I want. I want a rugby jersey. I will. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're fresh. They're yeah. fresh. So you definitely got to check those out. And what about on Instagram? Uh, same. PSK-Collective. You can find us there. And what's your, so, and what's your Instagram? I think it's Phaedra Knight, P-H-A-I-D-R-A. There it is. A-N-I-G-H-T. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. So holler at me. Dude, I am so grateful that you and I got to do this because, like I said, I was so excited just because I know how much I enjoy when you and I get to vibe a little bit, and it's been a long time. Yeah, It has. Too long. Too long. Well, then the next one we do, we won't even do it recorded. We'll just do a phone chat and just powwow. I'm good with that. Absolutely. Yo, send me, send me your address after this because uh, uh, I'm going to send you a book. Awesome. Did you write a book too? No, I didn't. But I, I, I have a book that I want to I, – I, I, I've gotten in this habit. Every once in a while when I have someone on, a, on, on here, I'm like, you know, I, fi- I figure out a book that I'm like, oh, I think that they would like this. And I send them a book. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. All right. I'll send you my address. All right. Cool. Congratulations right. on everything. Thank you for having me on. Uh, Appreciate it. Kyle. I miss you. I can't wait to see you. Yes, I can't wait to choke you out. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll see you later. All right, take care. Bye. Bye.